Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. Hump Day edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen, April 26, 2023. Hope you're having a great start to your morning. It's been a nice spring here in Kentucky. That continues again today. You make it even better by popping in a Thornton's. Oh, get man. yourself some coffee. My dad did that tea. this morning. Donuts. Duke got a donut. What a lucky, lucky dog. They're a big donut. They're oh, big man. boy. They're good. They're good stuff. We love Thornton's. You will as well. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. Welcome in to Wednesday's show. Scoots, how are you? Uh, I'm here. I, I'm a little stressed. I've got to officiate a wedding on Saturday, and I am oh. not ready for it at oh, all. Man. So I've got three days to oh. to get cooking and get ready for. You that. got you got plenty of time though. Yeah, you, I do. You just got to make time. I'm. Th- this actually is probably the day where it's like, all right, flip the switch, it's go time. Yeah, for sure. Well, I've done the thing the last two nights where I lay in bed and I get ready to go to sleep. And normally when I lay in bed and my head hits the pillow, my brain just shuts off instantly. Which is crazy. But the last two nights, I've stu- I've stayed awake sitting there thinking about how I should open this wedding and what I should say. And it's like, it's ridiculous. So I need to just go home today, write out a script, start to somewhat memorize that bad boy, and and let's move on. I agree with you today. We're, today, Roush is moving day. So, got to make it happen. Scoots will get mad or think this is mean or something, but he did that. He gave that whole little spiel on Friday at lunch. And I didn't do anything. The exact same thing. And I didn't do anything. Verba- ver- verbatim, almost. Here's the... Ver- uh, almost to a T, verbatim. Here's the thing, Scoots. You just got to write something down, yeah. and, and once it's there, then you'll... Like you'll you'll have something, and then you can go back and you can you can clean it up plenty of times. Well, that's the thing, and I don't know if I'm waiting so long because I just have confidence that I've done this at four other weddings now, so I pretty well know how it's going to go, or if I'm just ignorant and a procrastinator. I, I truly don't know. Either way, Saturday's going to be real interesting. I, I, you know, I hope you hope you get it done. I, I gave you my thoughts and opinions of it on Friday. You oh, yeah, said I'm, that you were going to do it oh, or I definitely take it to am. heart, and you didn't. No, I'm going to. I'm starting today. 
you you said you were going to go home and, and start riding it up that very day, and here it is. It's Wednesday. I hope that you was, get it done, Scoot. That was after, what, four or five beers? I wasn't going to do any work that day, seriously. I think you need... It'd be the best time to do it, maybe, one would argue. I think you need to just wing it. You've done it four other times. I've thought you'll, be, of, you'll be fine. I've literally thought about winging it, but that scares the ever-loving daylights out of me. I couldn't wing all of it, like the the ring exchange and their vowels and all that. I can't wing that. But yeah, I, I think I feel like I could wing the rest and get away with it. But I just I don't I don't know. I don't want to look like a doofus up there, you know. No, nobody wants to look like a doofus when officiating a wedding. That, but you've done it before. You're a yeah. pro. You'll you'll be you'll be ready for. I it. I do think I'm gonna forego the part where. When you go to weddings, you know how they talk about the couple and how good and nice of a fit they are for each other and all that. I think I'm going to forgo all that and be like, oh. you know, there are 400 people at this wedding. Oh, you wow. you all have your own story about how their love's going to work and how you think it's great for each other. And So I'm going to forgo all that. I'm going to use the line, something like that. I don't know about that, Scoots. <laughs> No, oh, let me give you some. I, 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 I felt like you were on the right track by talking about how people have their own. Well, and then I'll come. I'll swoop in in the end and be like, their only request for this wedding that is that it was quick. So I've got to revolve something around that that I'm not gonna waste time Ooh, talking were, about their love because they want this to be quick. You were looking for a funny opener. Zinger. I was. You yeah. could do something along that line to open and then like relate it to the honeymoon. Something like that. <laughs> See what you're doing. Um, yeah, also, it, it's, it it's is, unpolished. It's unpolished, yeah, but I think yeah. there's something there's, there. There's roots of a joke. Scooch Scoot was like, they're, they're, I think he one time did a, he officiated a wedding, and he had like the perfect opening one-liner and had the whole crowd like busting at the seams, and he was like, I'll just never get that feeling back no again. No way. I think there's something there. No yeah. way. Roush, if I well, did not uh, tell you what here, I said. Here, here we go. I think I've got it. I think I've got it. Well, folks, they wanted to make this quick. Just like old Johnny here will be on the honeymoon. Yeah, there's something, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I can go that route with grandparents in the crowd. Yeah, it, you got to be brave, though. <laughs> but your money doesn't make money. <laughs> Brian and Sarah have asked the ceremony. One thing they asked here today, they just wanted, and you all are going to like this, they just wanted it to be a quick ceremony. And when it comes to Brian, he does everything pretty quick, as Sarah can attest to. There you go. the family. <laughs> Hey, they'll be, be rolling on the floor, smacking the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they'll be loving it. Roush, did you? It. Have you ever heard what I said to start my sister's wedding? It's pretty good. Um, maybe. I don't real, know. real raunchy. I, I, t- I told them that I'm glad the wedding day is finally here because I'm tired of telling people that I'm marrying my sister. Everybody loved it. It's a good one. <laughs> it really is a good one. <laughs> Uh, if you got any ideas for Scoots, he's nervous. Yeah, so I'll get out. Yeah, text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. The big sports news from yesterday, unfortunately. The Batcats fall flat. Oh, you mean a big game that people actually care about? And Well, not a huge game because Dan McDonald won it. So not the big right, game. Right, right. But a game that you finally get Kentucky fans to care and then you don't perform? Uh, yeah. What yeah. was the final? Oh, uh, just a good old seven nothing. Which, to mm. be fair, would be a really, really, really respectable football margin with the way that series <laughs> has gone lately. Just losing by seven—that is—that would be one of the closest football games that we've had in many, many, many years. So, 
Let's not poke fun at the Batcats too much. No, I'm, I'm being facetious. That well, was horrible. It was, and really wasn't as bad as it should have been. It was all at the end of the game. It yeah. was at the end of the game. The starter. Uh, Holy smokes, Uvell's defense was unreal. Hats off true. to them. Yeah. Kentucky was getting bat on balls, balls on bats, and they just unfortunately were going, when they weren't going directly into the L players' mitts, L was doing Spider-Man stuff to make sure they grabbed it and caught it. So, the play that they, uh, Gillum, hit to the warning track. Oh, my gosh. That was a heck of a catch. That was catch. a hell of a catch. That, yeah. that could have been a triple if it bounces off the wall in a mm-hmm. weird way. It was uh, it was an impressive outing by L. Not so much with UK. And as I was watching the game, I was thinking it was one nothing. L had the lead. What was it? Two nothing going into the bottom of the seventh. So like again, it was a close and respectable. Actually, game. just one nothing. One nothing going uh, into uh, the bottom yeah. of the seventh. Yeah. yeah, and then the the disappointing part was you get to this point, and I mean they made three pitching changes, and all right, you give up one run. Okay, they make a pick pitching and that change. Was bad luck on a weird hop off the stupid turf. Right, right. But they make a pitching change. There's two on full count. They make a second pitching change. The guy strikes him out. It's like, okay, just need one more out. Good job. Like, you got out of that jam. Just get one more out here. Two pitches later, wild pitch, runner scores. Like, what, what are we doing here? Like, come on. Yeah, that's the way that it's gone at times for the Batcats. But as the game was progressing, despite U of L making all these insane catches, I was like, this is going to be all right. UK's hitting. U of L isn't known for closing out games. Just keep getting, just keep hitting the ball. They'll, they'll find the ground. And you'll have a big inning, and it may be, may be all that it will take. That's potentially what could have happened, uh, or, again, going into the eighth inning, only being down a run. But instead, never did happen. And I think once it got late into the game, L got those insurance runs, added insurance runs on their insurance runs, and it was obviously too much for for the Batcats to overcome. Disappointing, disappointing night for a record crowd at KPP. Mm-hmm. Weather was amazing. The crowd did their part, unfortunately, for UK baseball. They are yeah. really moving in the wrong direction, Roush, and that's not the way you want to be going heading down to Nashville for a series against Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah. Things could get ugly. Uh, yeah, and it it also didn't help. It was a first-pitch home run from a Lexington kid in the ninth inning to just kind of pour mm-hmm. some salt in the wound. Didn't yeah. um, did did like that, but... Um, I said this earlier, but I'm even more confident now. Like they they played above their heads early on. Good for them. But um I'm not like just get to the NCAA tournament. Maybe yeah, maybe win some games were, in the SEC tournament. They were talking on the broadcast last night about how big of a deal it'd be to be able to host an NCAA tournament, and it would be for UK baseball. I think you saw just a glimpse last night of what it can look like somewhat regularly at at KPP. It's a beautiful stadium. It's a cool setup for fans, the way they've got it up out, set it up out there, and they can even get more people there. I think it'd be huge for momentum and base. I mean, obviously, this is kind of a no-doy comment. I just don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. I think they're probably going to end up being like a two-seed, maybe a three-seed in some regional and Maybe they'll have a chance to to get to a super, but if they do, they won't be, they certainly won't be the ones hosting it, but Seems like it's trending in the wrong direction. I agree with you. Just get into the tournament. At one point, it looked like you may be hosting maybe one of the top top national seed hosts, but now just get in. And you're going to be looking at a series in Vandy where you just don't get swept, and if you can somehow right. get two, then you can turn this thing around and get momentum back in your favor. But I don't think there's too much high confidence they're going to be able to do that. Uh, hope 
hope that we're wrong about it. But that was a bummer last night. I was looking forward to the game. It was a quick game, I guess, if there's if they had that going for it. And just waiting for UK to have a big inning, it, it never came. Is it's it, disappointing from the backouts. Is it safe to assume that Kentucky has a jersey like Louisville was wearing last night? You're really big on this jersey. I am. I thought it was really good-looking jersey. I, I don't and, think they have a jersey with the font that has USA, but they have a hat that is similar. Really? Because I saw a coach in the dugout. He had a hoodie on that had that same design on it in the UK. So I was. I thought they probably did have a USA jersey, much like Louisville was wearing, but... Yeah, that's a good-looking jersey. Is there any reason for the USA jersey? No, they just they wear them from time to time. Okay. They'll wear them on weekend series from time to time. I know the UK baseball, the hats were very popular, but I don't ever remember them wearing a jersey like that. Mm. Yeah, no. I'm not sure. But, Scoot, I know you don't watch a lot of UFL baseball. They've had those jerseys for a very long time. Yeah, I don't watch UFL baseball. You're correct in that. But they're, they I look think... really good. I was I was really blown away by how nice they looked. Yeah, not, not as wild about them maybe just because they're uofl jerseys yeah i mean what if that script said kentucky instead of uofl it's my issue with it is like they don't space out the lettering enough where you can like you can't even say you can't even tell really what the word says it just kind of looks like a stars and stripes were thrown up onto a red jersey a little bit that's fair i wish it was just spread out a little bit more now i do i mean they're fine baseball jerseys kind of hard to mess up as is i'm doing everything i can not to give uofl any additional credit that clear? I'm just I'm just Good giving them credit Thank for jerseys. That's that. it. No, they're fine. They're fine. Um, good good on them. Ooh, where uh, the U of L show in the afternoon? They're gonna here. I'll I'll, I'll text me. Oh it's yeah, he texted me too. U of L media was going crazy last night. It's been a rough go for him. You just gotta let them have it. Unfortunately, I'll give uh, I, I will give Louisville baseball one compliment. Great playground in the outfield. <laughs> there you go. Yep. There's your one compliment for old Dave McDonald's program. Uh, Last night was just a glimpse, folks. That like the next time U of L wins in football or men's basketball, they're gonna be they're gonna be horrible. Just so you know that. So take of that what you will. I mean, it does suck. How many how many how many losses in a row is this in baseball to that team? I think it's fifteen out of eighteen. That's that's so bad. That's yeah, horrible. And you usually play twice a season. How long has Nick Vingione been at UK? So it does expand past it. Well, actually, I guess you'd have to throw in those super regional games as part of that as well. Oh, so yeah. that, that seems like the majority of those games are in the yep. Mingion era. Not great. Which has shockingly has not been a great era. But we've enjoyed the start to this season. Things are not coming to a screeching halt, but slowing down quicker than we would like. And we'll see. I do wonder what the narrative will be. What if UK ends up being a two seed? They don't make it out of the regional. They don't make it to a super regional. What's the narrative going into next season? Same thing as it was this one. Yeah, it probably is. I mean, that's I mean, the, it that, probably just like, like the same old I mean, treading water hell that Kentucky baseball has been it, it in. It feels like we're right back to square one. And I, I and that's where I at least I wanted to fire off some hot takes on Twitter last night. But I was just like, you know what? I got to give them some credit for their start. Like you just you got to give them credit for winning the games that they did. For I mean, hell, they had the top RPI. They were a top ten team. They were playing. We were having fun. They're playing over their heads. But ultimately, it does feel like Kentucky. Their ceiling is still just probably at best hosting a regional. But they're which is right, great. Right if you that. do that every single year, I'd sign up for it. If that was hey, if you could lock that in, of course you'd lock that in. But I don't know if that is even this team's ceiling. They're going to have to win some A series, at least a series, 
to to close out this finale, and I I don't know if they're going to. Who is it? Vandy, Florida, Tennessee, and South Carolina. Those are all tough. Those are all going to be tough. I think two of them are at home, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know the order. I don't have the schedule pulled up in front of me. And the internet here is just, it is unbelievably bad. It was actually kind of moving this morning. I was surprised. By moving, he means just working. Yeah, like just we were working. getting not, some not pages fa- Not fast by any stretch of the imagination. You wonder, with all the technical difficulties going on at the studio, Scoots, could maybe the fact that the internet is from 1993 have anything to do with it? Might have something to do with it. That's why Although, we don't take phone calls because we're calling into dial-up internet. Both of you shouldn't use it at once. You all should trade segments. I mean, he's not joking, but like that actually, actually is kind of true because it was moving a little quicker before Roush got here. So they've got <laughs> um, Vanderbilt on the road. Yes. South Carolina at home. Okay. At Tennessee. Okay. Versus Florida. Like <laughs> those are those are tough. And you know, if the if if they that's why you had to beat A and M last if, weekend. If the home and roads were flipped, I'd probably be like, "Hey, Vandy at home, you can get this series. Tennessee at home, you can get this series." And then maybe you just throw away the South Carolina and Florida series on the road. Kentucky weirdly plays Florida pretty decently. Uh, there that may is, be stats yeah. that totally don't back that up, but in my head, that seems like that could potentially be true. But that you got you have to find a way to win one of those series. I don't think that's asking too terribly much. But you got to find a way to try to win one of those series. You win two of them, you're right back into like the regional, potentially super regional conversation. One, you at least kind of stop this bleeding, this slow, slow bleeding that's been going on with Kentucky baseball. I did have this like overall hot take last night, Roush, similar to what you had mentioned about how they just pooed the bed losing with the attendance record at KPP, not only losing, but just being mostly. Well, somewhat competitive, but at least not offensively. You're not competitive. When you don't put up any runs, you're not competitive. But just dropping the ball. Although, not literally. Yeah. I mean, they... That one, that one again, that turf. That's just, I'm not crazy about turf. Get back to the nice, beautiful I, bluegrass. Folks. I get it. I get doing turf for football or something. Or especially especially high schools. High schools, it's multi-purpose. Mm-hmm. You're using it a ton. But for baseball, it's a baseball field. I, I, get, I guess their argument is like... Springs are unpredictable here, and you want to make sure that the grass is, you Drains know, when you're well, playing but, yeah, early on. Oh well, figure it out anyways. Figure it out anyways. But I did have this overall big take, and I don't even know how much I want to get into it or not get into it, which is always a great sentence from a radio host. But it seems like it's almost contagious, the big game blues in Lexington right now. We've talked about it a lot with Mark Stoops and football over the years where it's yeah. like everybody bought in. Kroger Field was rocking. The atmosphere was amazing. The tailgate was amazing. You could just tell driving in. And then there's been a history of like coming up flat. Although that has maybe started to yeah, it, be more competitive. Right. That, that, it really the, started in 2021 when that Florida LSU back-to-back. Mm-hmm, and yeah. it was just like, hey, wait a minute. We're used to going to these games and being disappointed. Yeah, yep, but, exactly. but there's still been some of that. We've seen that slowly and sadly creep into basketball. That, yeah, that's the one where it's been most disappointing. Now, they had the and Tennessee they, games this year. They've also had some where they in the Tennessee game last year where they beat them by 30 and scored 100 points. Beat Kansas, them. yeah. So, like, but then they also lost to Kansas. They've got a few of them, too, mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, this was a big game. This was a good opportunity for you. 
and you just came up flat. Who's the other team this year? At, not, I mean, obviously you had the embarrassing South Carolina loss, but uh, Georgia on the road that was embarrassing. Uh, there was one more home game that we were excited about this Arkansas, season. Arkansas, where they just, Arkansas, it was exactly. awesome in the first half, and the second half they just pooed UK the UK could have won that and been like in four or three seed territory, and then they lost, and then they lost again, and yeah, so that was the Arkansas game. So that's happened a little bit there, and then. In baseball, again, it, there hasn't been a ton to like get excited about or get worked up about. But when there has been, See, they've come up short. And that's the thing that's disappointing about baseball is like the midweek games do not matter that much. I mean, it's it's like hey, just don't lose them, right? For the most part, you're just playing G five competition. This is the one. I mean, this game for average Joe Kentucky fan, this game matters more than SEC games, even though that's not the reality of it. But it kind of is. So you need to bring your best stuff in that game. And it's just so, so frustrating to be disappointed time and time again. Because for for baseball fans around here, like there definitely is some, some envy when you look and see what Louisville's done. It'd be fun as hell to go to Omaha for the College World Series. They've done that, what, four times? Maybe? Yeah. So, uh, something uh, like that. Sounds about right. Uh, we, we want that. And when you go up and you just lay an egg every time you play them, I, I I don't know what uh, I just I, I I don't know what more to to I'm do. I'm just overall or say. not like incredibly happy with the state of UK's big three men's programs. And hell, if you want to throw in women's basketball to the equation, I, I'll do that as well. Football is probably what I'm most satisfied with, and that may just be lifelong expectations versus where the program is now. There, I'm happy with it in that regard, but still, as national players, we're probably still wanting to be a little bit higher in the pecking order. And then, obviously, basketball has not been up to snuff, and baseball has been non-existent. We get the smallest little taste of it this year, and it's back to a nice turd sandwich. <sighs> Stinking turd sandwiches. And then you throw in women's basketball, and it's like, Mitch Barnhart, come on. It's great well, that tennis won men's SEC, and it seems like the track teams are dominant. Softball is just doing kind of the same old softball thing. Yeah, pretty good. Might host a regional. Good, but, good, but probably not going to win at all. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine. But I, I want to. I want to be. I want to be a big wig again. What about? I want to uh, be a big wig. Men's golf and women's tennis. Did you see that news yesterday? I know men's golf has an opening. There's women's tennis as well. Yeah, combined 40 let, years of coaching. Why don't you just let somebody from like the men's tennis just be like, hey, did anybody want to coach the women's? But yeah, combined 40 sure years of coaching, way, but... and they both resigned on the same day, a.k.a. Mitch said, see ya. Yeah, well, golf, it seemed to seem pretty necessary. It's not a good thing that like on the highlight package, it's like, so-and-so steps aside. He helped lead Kentucky to an SEC title in 2005. And it's like, oh boy, that's mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's how far back we're going. Yep. Be like if just the first thing, let's say I I took a different job in media doing something, and just the first thing it was like in two thousand nine, TJ had perfect attendance in high school. <laughs> like, wait, what? What the hell has happened since then? What? Nothing. Nothing worth just like a little a little note in the old resume there. So golf, I don't know. I, I, it could it ever be good enough that I'd be interested in it? I, if they had a star golfer, I'd probably watch. I would imagine, uh, but sure they'll hire a good coach, Roush. Yeah, they they do. My buddy James Cheney, he led Trinity to a state championship. If he can do that, he can lead the the, the golf cats. cats. Yeah, the women's golf team they've had a couple good golfers. 
Yeah, and they've been, as a team, I think, pretty good. I think yeah. they won the SEC. Why didn't JT go to Kentucky? Yeah, I went to Alabama. How, that's a, well, probably because this guy was the coach. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, I think uh, that's where you get into playing in the South, you know, a little bit easier to golf year round in Alabama than it is. Very here. true. Yeah. Played some Scoots nice, knows all too well. Yeah. Played some nice golf courses down there. Roush hits the road today for Kansas City. Woohoo! So what's the plan, the travel plans? Uh, we're leaving um, at the end of the show, or a little bit before. We're, we're meeting and uh, hitting the road to get there around, uh, I don't know, it'll be like four or five, do a little lay of the land. We're going to do a live pre-draft show tonight, and then uh, get some barbecue. Do you have a place picked out? I was told... Uh, Go to that place in the gas station. Have you been told that place? I haven't. I, see, I, I got one name, and I can pull it up, and... They're actually doing some media. I, I think it's one of the bigger places. And Joe's KC Barbecue. Go there. Is that the one that has the very long line, though? That's what I worry about. When we went there, it was not a long line. So Actually, when we went there, it was a decent line. Not out the door, like people said, but it goes so fast. See, there's a place called Arthur Bryant's, and that's where they're doing some of these events. You know, They're like, come to Kansas City Barbecue. We're having a barbecue off. Uh, I kind of... NFL, uh, you know, uh-huh. PR stuff like that. But um, I had somebody tell me that uh, that place, it's cafeteria style, pretty quick, pretty big place. So that could be it. We'll see. I'm, I just have no expectations for Kansas City other than. It's usually or, the best cities to go into, the ones without any expectations. I know on the actual draft day, though, it's going to be a, I, I just imagine we're going to be doing a lot of walking. Like the, I, I've looked at the tentative map of how everything's set up, and it's just, it's just a lot. Because <laughs> yeah, probably will be. Because they they separate the media center from where they have all the people, and so you kind of got in the, in the big stage. So just a lot of walking back and forth. But uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, really, really uh, pumped to see Luckett because I just know that he's going to be. Uh, fanboy now this is his this is right in his wheelhouse you know i always knew kansas city was big on their barbecue but i never realized just the extent of it there i searched barbecue in kansas city and there are at least 20 restaurants at least 20 it's good stuff it's crazy it's one of those things too my wife does not like the taste of smokiness like she just is not about barbecue heavens that's embarrassing and i'm like i'm like i could eat barbecue for every meal if it wasn't bad for my heart Barbecue's amazing. Oh, it's so good. Every every different type of totally, it. I totally agree. Yeah, like I, totally I, agree. every single meal, and I would be happy. But um, so now I'm I'm really I'm gonna do the thing too. She doesn't even like like smoked turkey. No, she doesn't like turkey really. Like at Thanksgiving, she'll get like the ham. She's wow. not about it. Yeah. Holy smokes! That's See, wild. I'm on. I like the smoky flavor of stuff, but I'm not big on barbecue. Admittedly. Like, what do you? I just think like people, there's so many people in this country, the majority of them really, seek out barbecue when they go to a place like Kansas City. I personally wouldn't seek out barbecue when I go to Kansas City. Maybe I would just because I feel like that's what I have to do. But I'm, yeah, I'm just not big on barbecue. Wait, but I do like the smokiness of it. I mean, but Scoots, you, you're, 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 first off, you're contradicting yourself. I'm just how so? And, I can't do it today. Like smoke, <laughs> like barbecue. Are you just thinking of a pulled pork sandwich, like a sloppy Joe? Because pork. barbecue has much wider. Uh, yeah, variety. I mean, obviously, I, I, there's. So are you just saying you don't like pork? No, I just I don't. 
I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a barbecue seeker. I guess is what I'm trying I, I, to say. I hear I hear those words. I understand that that is the sentence that you're saying. I'm I do I do out like the barbecue. You do not like. No, I, I that's the thing. As I do like it all. Like if if that's what we're getting for lunch at the hotel, and and the, we're buying everybody team lunch, I'm not gonna be like, oh, I don't want any. I'm, I'll find something else. I'll eat it. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the sides of barbecue. I'm just I'm not big on barbecue as a food. There's it's, so many other things I'd rather. eat. You're just saying it's not your favorite. Exactly. But I think the thing is here, Scoots. Is if you're going, like when in Rome, right? If you're going to Kansas City, you eat Kansas City barbecue. If, you See, go, if you're going to uh, the beach, you get seafood. You go to New York, you get some Sbarro. I just don't like to conform to society. I, I want to be different. <laughs> oh, so that's what it is. Scoots is a nonconformist. <laughs> but I will tell you, if I go to the beach, I'm eating hella seafood. I still just don't understand what you don't like about barbecue. I, I, there's nothing There's just, nothing I don't like about it. I just think it's overrated, and I don't understand really why people seek it out the way they do. Because it's good. And here's my big thing on, on – especially – this is especially true for wings and ribs because I know that even on my best day, I'm not going to cook those as well as they are. Now, like, I can make some fine – like, I can do a decent job, but it's not going to be as good as these guys who have them on a smoker for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I can only – same thing applies to seafood and stuff, right? Like, even if we go to the lake and I, you know, catch some catfish and they skip, it's not the same as getting fresh shrimp or fresh oysters or whatever it is. Like, I can't do that myself. So, when I go, I'm going to treat myself and I'm going to, I'm going to do the thing too, TJ, where I get, like, the ribs and the brisket, or the ribs Whoa. and the you know, like yeah, you have yeah, to. You, yeah. You, you you have to feel uncomfortable after you. Oh have that yeah, yeah. It's going to be you're probably going to be drinking some beers, hopefully too, and yeah, I'm jealous. That's going to be send pictures, put put pictures in oh, the yeah. Kentucky roll call page groups on Twitter, or Facebook, or whatever. Definitely, definitely. Classic KRC curse yesterday though, because right after we get off the air, well, it could have also just been something we had missed. But it Will was, Levis buzz. Yeah, it, it was like right after we got off the air. <laughs> Will Levis buzz. We're going to come back. You've already heard probably an entire day of Sports Talk Radio about it. What's two more hours going to kill? Uh, hour and a half, really. We're going to come back. We're going to talk. Is Will Levis going to go number one? We'll be back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Oh no! We suck again! Searching for you in the cold Kentucky rain. In the cold Kentucky rain. In the cold Kentucky rain. We were talking bourbon collectors during the commercial break there. I don't really. I mean, I get it. I do get it. I just. I don't. It's just like any. It's like anybody that collects anything, really. Yeah. You just, yeah. You like have an interest collect, in it. Uh, you like having them. UK memorabilia, autographs, like you know, baseball cards. The bourbon's a little different, Scooch, just because like it's meant to be. It's Drink. meant to be drinking. <laughs> exactly. Like, that, you ain't doing nothing that... sitting up there on the wall. Yeah. Like some other memorabilia is meant to be on a wall. Some is meant to be in your belly. One of my dad's buddies, he uh, built this whole bar in his basement. And 
I'm probably on the low end here saying this, but this man has got at least $500 or $500, 500 bottles of different bourbon in, in his establishment. And it's like, what are you doing? You've got like $15,000 just chilling here. See, like, what? what? And, and I think that's the whole point that TJ and I had. And we got to this conversation because they're doing the, uh, the nil raffle tonight where you can win like a collection of Pappy or a collection of Weller. And like my, my whole thing is if I'm going to have something that's that nice, like I'm going to drink it, but then I think it loses its value. Like if it's that expensive, you know, like if I got just one, one of those bottles of Weller, like, okay, I'd have, like, it would be, I think it would be fun scoots to, to pick up a bunch of different kinds and then just try them and just to have them around. Um, I, I do have a couple of friends that do that, but then maybe they have like a few bottles they keep, st- you know, all right, these are not being, mm-hmm. uh, these are the off limits. But um, yeah, that's the, that's the part where I just don't, I just, just don't get See, it. Curiosity would get the best of me. I, I could never be one of those people that just had bourbons and bourbons and bourbons just stacked up. Because I would, I would come home every night and be like, oh, I haven't had that one. Let me taste what it tastes like. And here's the other thing too, Scoots, is most bourbon tastes Generally the same. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I tried, uh, yeah, like I, I've seen this Yellowstone bottle for a long time. Uh, the Sam's over here in Indiana, they can sell booze. It was like $20 less than MSRP. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll finally give it a try. It's good, but I mean, it's not, is it that much different than the, <laughs> you know, like I, I'm just, I'm not that kind of, I'm not that picky. Man, go, going back to the smoky flavor, have you by any chance had the toasted Basil Hayden's? Oh, I've not tried it yet. No. It is so damn good. How much so more is it good. than the regular Basil Hayden's? Uh, th- I don't know. Okay, but it's but it's worth it's, it. Though. Oh, it's very okay. very good. Yeah, I'll have to give it a try. I did I tell you when I went shopping for the wife's anniversary gift, they were giving away like bourbon samples at checkout. Oh wow! I was like, that's dangerous. <laughs> giving away? Yeah. And it was over in Kentucky. It was. I didn't think you could give away alcohol for free. Well, this place did. <laughs> I ain't going to rat them out. <laughs> but, yeah, I was checking out, and they were like, oh, we're doing a, a bourbon raffle over there. If you're interested, it's free to sign up just with a purchase of something. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll I'll, I'll sign up. They are like, we've got some of the bourbons if you'd like to taste kind of what you're signing up for. And I was like, that's fine. She was like, which one do you want? I was like, I don't care. Just She's like, well, this is the nicer one. Do you want that one? And I was like, that sounds good to me. So she poured it. I like did like the little like sniffing it and whatnot, and drink it. I'm not a big like bourbon guy, but it was good. I'm not a again. I'm not like it's definitely not my. I'd rather just have a beer. Probably 99 out of 100 times, but it was good. I was all right with it. And then so I pay and I'm leaving. She's like, "Do you want to try the other one just so you know that like what both taste like?" And I was like, "Holy smokes, trying to get me drunk, lady." And I was like, "But yeah, I'll give it a shot." <laughs> have you I'll, have you ever? I'll been take a little sip of it to uh, like a a bourbon tasting event. I have. Well, to, I've been to bourbon tours where they do the tasting. So, so no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, DeSales started a new event um, where it's just bringing all these beer and bourbon vendors and like food vendors, and you can just try them all. And it's just like, there, there's no like ticket you punch. It's just huh. a free-for-all. So it's like, oh, I'll try one of these. Oh, let me try some of that. We'll probably and, just get wasted. Well, but they are, so they're half drinks of bourbon, and they're like six ounces of beer. But you can just go back as yeah. much as you want. Oh, and they, they had wine tasting too? Oh, it was, 
Holy I, I had to go back and rewatch the South Carolina game. I feel bad for you having to do that. It was it was only a three hour uh, event though. That's how they kind of like all right, you kind of free for all for three hours. But if it goes any longer, it's then long we're going to be carrying people out of here. It's still a pretty pretty long time. Man. Wine tastings get dangerous. Yeah, I've done wine tastings. Uh, wine is so dehydrating. It is. Good wine doesn't have to be, but yeah, most of it is here. Yeah, that is. See, I haven't drank a lot of good wine, but it's kind of like a good cigar when you're like, oh, all right, I, there's there's a difference mm-hmm. here. Like, it, there is. my mouth doesn't taste like somebody farted in it. I've done some appraisal scoots where people have been like, hey, for this picture, do you mind not getting my bourbon collection in the picture? Just of like <laughs> fear of people knowing that it's out there. Of like, <laughs> there, there's like seriously people just very concerned about their bourbon collections being stolen. Some get them insured as well. But yeah, I've had appraisals where people be like, would you mind not getting that in the picture? And it's like, well, it's just going between me, the bank, and you. Like, Unless, 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 I'm not putting this on Zillow. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Unless somebody at the bank, but they, they don't know me. They, they don't. I totally understand. But the bankers so will see my name and come take it all. Yeah, actually, <laughs> you know, maybe that's what they actually think is that like if they if they fail to pay their mortgage, the bank will be like, hey, wait a minute, let's go back to that appraisal from six years ago. This guy's got a money bourbon collection. He can just make the payments with bourbon. How about that? All right, that's sometimes we talk about weird stuff during the break, but we try to bring it back here on Kentucky mm-hmm. Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. What? Well, let me let me diverge again one more time. Is the station working now, Scoots? Yeah, we're all good. Yeah, back it's, to it's, normal. It's running like normal. Yeah. Okay. That's good. good to hear. It is good to hear because I have a bats game at one o'clock today, and I was going to make Trevor get up and run that if it wasn't fixed by yesterday. So, oh, man, really funny yesterday on the John Spears show from noon to one. Roush Spears was oh. like, "I'm not going to be here." On Wednesday or Thursday, back to normal time on Friday. And Scooch just totally called him out. He's like, well, you could have been here. You could have done a show until 1240 both days, but you don't <laughs> want to. And Spears was like, yeah, but between that and the and the commercial breaks, it would not be much talking time. Your show's only an hour, Spears, anyway. <laughs> it's only an hour as is. Did you hear the second segment when we were talking about Trevor? That guy loves to not work. No. What you oh, my God. You just have to go back and listen. Listen to Spears' show yesterday starting around 27 minutes. What, do you, what was it, though? Maybe I did hear it. Give Basically, me, me we were talking about, like, Trevor producing for them. And someone had texted in, and they were like, John, it's going to be really cool when you're on Rutherford show, but neither of you will get a word in because you're going to be constantly getting interrupted by Trevor. And then John just went into this whole Trevor thing. He'll be out in the parking lot smoking a heater. And, I mean, we were dying. Calvin, our engineer was here yesterday trying to fix all everything and calvin audibly had like two or three laps that i think my microphone picked up i mean it was just good radio i think i must have been on the phone i that some of that sounds familiar but i didn't hear all of yeah it, go but, back and listen Ooh, it starts around 27 minutes one more uh wacky idea wednesday sure. question that uh, you might have an answer for on the thornton's text line 502-414-1450 is heater the best slang term for cigarette yeah, I think so. I like smoking a dart too. Ripping darts. Heater is just a classic, I think. At least in our childhood. Um yeah, there there's a couple other two uh... Oh man. I can't think of any more. I know, but there there's a lot of good uh, they 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 used to say like uh you, know, you would grab some butts and they'd be smoking some cigs, cigarette some butts. That call it caviar just from the uh Abbreviate or just from the saying caviar and cigarettes, but it just got abbreviated down to caviar. Oh, a little no. caviar, 
and then they'll be like packing their cigs. I don't know. What, Ooh, is, what does that do when you like? So you want to pack it in so that it's like. My friends between their cigs and their dip cans, two things I don't partake in. It just seems like they're always just shaking their hand. Actually, I think I know the one that might be better than a heater. What's that? Smoking a bone. Do you mm. ever say that though? I in college they definitely got. I've never. Cowboy heard that. Killers was another one that uh, th- those were. We only referred to those as Marlboro Red One Hundreds because they were like the giant jumbo cigarettes, and it true take take you a while. Somebody texted in the British term. We can't not, say that. Not gonna do that. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, apparently, Dugan is a New York slang term for cigarettes. Wow. Yeah, smoking a Dugan. How about that? Yeah. Well, Will, uh, Will Love is probably going to be having some cigars Thursday night. Will it be after being picked number one, Roush? <laughs> so, as you alluded to, TJ, a lot of people have already heard this news. But right after we went off air, it was a Darren Ravel tweet that at points bet, Levis's odds had dropped from Fifty to one to forty to one, all the way down to ten to one, or even lower at some sports books to go number one overall. And if you followed the betting market at all, uh, that's a around ten to one, five to one in that range. That's about where Levis was throughout most of the college football season last year. But once the pre-draft process got started, and Carolina trades up to number one, it became pretty clear Bryce Young was the the ultimate favorite, um, you know, kind of, it, it just, it, it was what it was. Um, so since then there hasn't been really any contest other than Levis had, had made some moves last week with some buzz that he could go number two overall. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're like, Oh wow. Is he going to climb all the way up to number one? What had happened was I, the, a Reddit post surfaced of some guy saying that he was telling his friends and family that he was going to Carolina. Um, I know people that are know his people. He was not telling them that. So a Reddit post probably played a part in it, but the other side of me thinks that there might have been a, a, a decent-sized bet to get it going for somebody to notice, and then the Reddit post happened, and then the snowball kind of took over. Because at DraftKings, they took all bets off the board for a while, uh, before ultimately moving Levis from forty to one to four to one, it was it was pretty crazy. Uh, I, I think a lot of it is just um, the the way that the person at Points Bet put it. I saw it was a spokesperson article say that like this is one of the rare events where everything is speculative and just the smallest bit of information can change the line so drastically. Sure. Um, because you know. Uh, like that that's how information is disseminated right now. It's leaks, it's Reddit posts, it's you know, uh, the most random thing. So it was it was wild to see those odds fluctuate quite often, but I I do think what uh, the the two things that I'm, I'm I'm monitoring the day before the draft is Tyree Wilson is now the favorite to go number 2. Interesting. So I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, and Tyree Wilson is uh he wasn't as productive as Will Anderson at Alabama, but talented edge from Texas Tech has like tested off the charts at the combine, uh, and basically in the in the last few days it came out that D'Amico Ryan's forty former Forty ers coach. He's like, I don't, I'm a defensive guy. I don't want to deal with this 
we I dealt with Trey Lance before. Like I'm not dealing with quarterbacks at number two. So let me get a defensive guy, or let's move out of here. So I think I think what you could have, TJ, they share a division with the Titans and with the Colts. I think they're just going to try to see what their bidding price can be hmm. for. Um, we talked about the division angle yesterday. I think they're going to see what the bidding price is, especially with the Colts. I think they're going to want to trade with the Colts because the Cardinals are going to want a defensive guy too. And it, the, the rumor is, is they want Will Anderson. Well, then at number four, they can still get their guy, Tyree Wilson, uh, down there in Houston. So I, I'm keeping an eye on that. If I had to predict anything, it would, it would be that. There's also um, some, some scuttlebutt that uh, the Vikings are willing to make a big play to move up to get Levis. They're coached by Kevin O'Connell, who worked with Liam Cohen in L.A. His departure led for Cohen to become the offensive coordinator there. Um, they're about ready to sign Justin Jefferson to a big deal. They're getting rid of Kirk Cousins. They need a quarterback. They just got to give up a whole lot to, to make it happen. Um, so just a few few teams to, to keep an eye on as we now are just over, what, 36 hours away from draft time in Kansas City. Going to be here before you know it. Uh, it was exciting, if nothing else. Cool to have Levis's name in that conversation, but I don't expect it to happen. I think he'll end up somewhere in the AFC South. Where exactly? I'm not sure, but it's fun that there's going to be that that little bit of drama going into it. Yeah, it's pr- yeah. kind of crazy how just a Reddit post could could move the needle on that. I think some people went and checked out that like that Reddit poster also had some Hollywood scoop, and people were like, "All right, well, how likely is it that he'd have NFL scoop and Hollywood?" It was scoop it was and... the Bat- Robert Pattinson being the <laughs> Batman. Did you ever watch that movie? No. Yeah, three hours long. Like I can't. I don't think I did. I mean, I, I might I end up liking it, but it's just it's too. I can't sit through it. Who was the Who was the bad guy? Um, I think I did probably see it. I don't know who the bad guy was. Oh, they had like a penguin, didn't they? I know there was a, a cat woman in it. Yeah, I don't think I did see this one. Yeah, I, I never I never saw it. Not ringing, not ringing a bell for me. So what would you feel comfortable with with a Will Levis over-under draft bet? What, um... So how does, is, is over, because this is where it gets confusing to me. <laughs> so it, I, I guess under would be the actual total number. So if it was like the line was at five and a half, if he got picked fifth and you had the under, you would win the bet, correct? Correct. Correct. I really feel like that spot, two to four. Him being a top five pick, I, I feel pretty good about, and you'll probably get the juice on that. You know? Do, do, do you have the actual? No, DraftKings doesn't have Will Levis, unfortunately. So I'm, kind of weird. His stuff's kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, Luckett's theory is that like Vegas is very careful with NFL draft because it's so uncertain mm-hmm. that they just try to like whatever we got to do to just get away at, out of here with not getting taken. even on both sides take yeah. the vig home. Mm-hmm. So Levis is so far over the place it, it's tough. I, I but I would yeah it's tough finding specific things on the, him. the Raiders are at seven and I can't imagine him falling farther than seven at this point. His pick number, so you can get Will Levis to go number one right now, plus 450. 
not it's probably not, not great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Will Levis going number two plus two hundred. He's the second favorite to go number two. Which, like I said, I, I could see if a trade happens, it'll probably be with that two spot. To go number three, he's plus nine hundred. Yeah, so it's interesting. I'm, you can kind of see like the ebbs and flows of position needs or what teams exactly. are leaning towards. Yep. Number four, he is the favorite to go number four plus one thirty. Yeah, to the Colts. So if you think that's the spot he's going to be in, plus one thirty is not terrible juice. It, I mean, it may be terrible juice in the in the concept. The draft is unpredictable. It's crazy. There could be trades. He also could go one, two, or three. But if you're but if you think the Colts likely, are there, yeah. and that's where he's going to go, and that's what everybody's kind of circled into. Plus one thirty, not not terrible juice if you think that's what's going to happen. So it'll be it'll be interesting. Uh, number, let's see if I can find any decent juice on him. Really, any other spot doesn't look like it. So Vegas definitely thinks he's he's going number four overall, and that seems pretty clear. So I guess if there was an over under, it probably would be four and a half. Really. Do you think they'd even do three and a half? No, I think no. they'd try to tempt people in like, well, he may go two, he may go three. He may... Yeah, true. Well, that's a good point, actually. No, I think if you did it three and a half, it just the overwhelming juice would be on the over there, three. that it would be like Correct. minus 180 or something. You wouldn't want to do that. So, looks like he, that's – and if that's where he ends up going, I'll be all right with that. Scoots, so do you have any Will Levis takes? No. Not really. Just I, the only thing I'm thinking, and somebody texted this in yesterday, is I just I, part of me thinks that this information was leaked by Vegas just because so they can cover their ass on the CJ Stroud. Supposedly they're going to be losing on CJ Stroud or on Bryce Young Excuse or Bryce Young. Yeah, whoever's going to go first. Yeah, Bryce Young's going first. But other than that, no. I mean, is what it is. Chips will fall where they may. I'm just not really crazy about any of the quarterbacks in this draft. I just keep coming back to. Even Will? Not crazy about him. Not where I think he's like a must that you got to that you gotta have him. But we talked about it. NFL's a quarterback league. It just takes the right guy. Yeah. And if you find him, it can be it can totally turn around your franchise just like that. So I get the, the willingness to want to find that guy. I just don't think any of them are, are a Joe Burrow. Which is incredibly high praise. Like that's that that doesn't mean that these quarterbacks can't be good. I'm sure one of them will end up being really good. I just I don't I don't feel confident in circling or saying which one it'd be. Kind of like how Kyler Murray had his years, but you never thought he's like one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see the same thing with Bryce Young. In, in any if it, if Will Evans didn't go to Kentucky, I would I would probably be the skeptical on the skeptical side of him. This air with the hey, college line of thinking. You'd admit that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, because it is what I. But he's. I, I think regardless of what I would uh, think of him as, he's probably going to be just that very average player. For start, start for a couple teams, play eight I, years. I think that that's my friends were asking me. I, I think he'll be a starter in the NFL for a while. To what tier of starter? I think it'll probably be middle of the pack. I do think you can make a pretty compelling case, though he's the best quarterback in this draft. Yeah, yeah. Or he has the. If you don't think talent wise today, you can at least understand that he has potentially the most upside in the draft. These other guys were at big programs, 
had all the resources, had all the tools. Will Levis, it's not like it's like some podunk program. Especially but, CJ Stroud. But he was at yeah. UK, a place that doesn't win at the same level at the places that the other quarterbacks are at. He helped them win 10 games, which had only been done a couple times, a few times in program history. And then the following season, not as good. I just think if you flip the seasons for Will Levis, he may be going number one, and there may not be a ton of debate or questions about it. But instead, his second year, he has a new offensive coordinator that was a dud. He has an offensive line that's the worst that the program's had in a decade. And he gets banged up a little bit. He's not playing at 100%. So I think you can make a case that he is the best quarterback in this draft. It's just... What is is it a is it a weak quarterback draft? And that I do not know the answer to. I think it's I think these quarterbacks are probably I don't think you have a superstar Hall of Famer among these bunch, but one of them probably will be really good. It could be Will Levis. Let's end hour one here. We've got the Thornton's text line to get to in hour number two. We've got a lot of other great things to chat about. Do not go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call and Big Ed Sports Radio. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two. Kentucky Roll Call here. Oh, yeah. There's reports I may be hitting the links today. Oh. There's reports. And it is going to be beautiful, folks. High is 69. Already nice mid-40s right now. Only going to get warmer by the minute up to a certain point. Actually, probably a few few minutes are going to stay the same degree. You all get it. It's going to warm up. <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a beautiful day to be out on the course with your Big X Sports Radio golf card. You can get them today at BigXSportsRadio.com. And you can play some of the nicest courses in the area for under $25 a round. You've heard us talk about it. Park Mammoth, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run. We love Elk Run. Elk Run's fun. And a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Good scramble course. Yeah. Just, you can get after it. Valley View, Wooded View, Christmas Lake, and Santa Claus, Indiana. And you can play all the great courses for under $25 a round. Like I said, BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457, 812 812- 725-1457 and get your card today. Card included, good times included, beautiful courses mandatory. By the way, I did some quick math on the golf card. They're selling for $130, but the value 270. So you're saving more than you're going to spend on the card. Wow. What a deal. I remember this in my WRFL day. Scoots, you're 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 not I know we say in the card it's under $25 a round. You're not specifically suppo- supposed to talk dollar amounts on radio for whatever reason. Really? Yeah, that, that was a weird thing. It's like, it's like yeah. where'd that come from? Uh, that's what they taught at UK Journalism. Seriously? <laughs> it's, it's very <laughs> weird. Yeah, I they, remember they, hearing I, that, but I'm like, on ads all the time, they talk about price of but, stuff. But yeah. they do that on TV. They don't really do that on radio. So It's, it's weird. What they... I, I, the, I think I did, but I don't remember the follow-up answer. But like you can say like under thirty dollars, 
But I, they like really hit it home. It was like, hey, if you're selling tickets to the UK game this weekend, don't say tickets are twelve dollars and ninety nine cents. Say hmm. tickets, you can get tickets for under fifteen bucks. Yeah, it's it's very. They just they always said the, not to say specific dollar amounts. Is it on one of radio. those? Is it one of those things like on TV? You can do an alcohol commercial, but you can't be seen drinking the alcohol on the commercial. So that's a law. This is more so of a marketing strategy, I huh. believe. Yeah. 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 Uh, I remember they also saying it's just like kind of tacky. Yeah, I'd never heard that. Sorry for being tacky, y'all. I don't mind. And that <laughs> is great. I mean, the value of the big exports radio golf card when you spell it out for them like that, it's a no brainer. Yeah. I was just, that it took me back to WR. Oh, yeah, days. yeah. That was, uh, <laughs> which my bad. I want to go back to what we had a conversation about yesterday. I would love to. This is Kentucky Roll Call, by the way, big yeah. exports radio. TJ Walker, Nick Ross, Justin Kalen. Uh, we were talking about the Packers. Getting rid of Aaron Rodgers, shipping him to the AFC East. No oh, man. The AFC East was won by the New England Patriots for was it fifteen straight years? It was a I mean it was a one team division. Is it now the best division in football? I don't want to do the same thing we did to the NFC West last year, where it was like the Rams, the Cardinals, the Seahawks. They're all so good. Same thing with the AFC West, where uh throw the Niners in there, where you're like, the Chiefs, the the Raiders might beat them. Right? Uh, the Broncos are getting Russell Wilson, a new coach. Uh, I don't want to do the overhype thing, but, I mean, almost 14 AFC East teams made the playoffs last year until the Patriots lost late and then the Jets lost late and you only end up with two. But there was four teams mm-hmm. in the playoff hunt. Now you bring Rodgers to the Packers. Oh, yeah. If Tua stays healthy. To the Jets. Or, yeah, sorry. <laughs> we got it. But if Tua stays healthy and then – I, I know I know the Patriots kind of were dud last year, but I know they brought in they brought Bill O'Brien in to coordinate their offense and people have a lot of respect for him. He's I mean, he took the Texans to the playoffs. I mean, the Texans of all franchises, even though it was kind of a joke that they were uh, they, always playing in the Saturday wildcard game, they still went to the playoffs year after year with him as their head coach. If he can get Mac Jones right, like And Patriots are only a game out of the playoffs last year. Yeah. So like is, is that is that the best division of football now? For sure. I don't know what would even be. Let's just go through them. The yeah. AFC North is good, but until the Steelers, questions the, around the Steelers. The questions around the Steelers, yeah. And the Ravens with Lamar, you just. Wh- For now. Right. The Browns should be better once they get all their Deshaun stuff figured out, and we know the Bengals are good. But no, they're not better than the AFC East. The AFC South, that's an absolute joke. Yep. The AFC West is solid, but I, not The quarterbacks than the there East. are very good. Like if Justin Herbert and the Chargers don't choke like they typically do, right? You know, if if uh, if Russell Wilson can figure out, like people yeah, forget Sean the Ra- Payton's the their head don't coach. Have a quarterback though. Yeah, only right, Jimmy but G. outside of them, maybe the, I, you know I was but, thinking that Will Levis was going to end up there. It's not doesn't look like that's going to be the case anymore, but it really did seem like for a while. I thought he was going to be a fun little quarterback out in Vegas. But four teams top to bottom, I, it's it's hard to to find a division that's as loaded as the AFC. So it's like. Good luck with that, Aaron Rodgers. You know, I, I could I could easily see an, uh, another similar Brett Favre thing where, oh no, it doesn't go so well. He retires, and then goes and plays for a team that plays the Packers all the time. Uh, hope not. He 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 left a real nice message for Green Bay fans yesterday when all this stuff was official. Um, I don't know. It it'd be weird. And then there's been those rumors about the Vikings trading up for Will Levis, which I that would probably be the one place where I would not want him to end up, where I will actively root against him, not him personally, but against his team's success for sure. But I don't think that's going to happen either. 
my guess Will Levis ends up with the Colts. But yeah, the AFC East is going to be a blast to watch. Be a lot of fun. Also, it's going to be, I'm excited about Green Bay playing a lot more one and four o'clock games. I'm sick of the primetime. <laughs> and the New York Jets are going so to be on TV a ton. Yeah, They're right. paired up. The AFC East, I mean, folks. Yeah, this is. The AFC East this year, their cross division opponent is the NFC East. Oh, and God. The... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. We're going to get. The NFC East the... is on primetime every between every night, the anyways. Cowboys. Oh, yeah. So oh, get ready for man. like the Jets being on Sunday night, Thursday night, Monday night, the Bills, obviously. But I'm I'm excited just to get back some good old fashioned uh, one o'clock and four o'clock games. The Eagles the and the Bills. Watch the games in peace. Don't have to worry about staying up late. Oh yeah, Eagles, Cowboys. I mean, what they they're on TV all the time, and now you mix them with the AFC East. It's just going to be a total Freaking nightmare. Uh, you're going to get a lot of Aaron Rodgers in prime time. You've already you're used to it. I used, so, I used to not even love it because I just didn't like staying up late. If we use the AFC West as precedent, which AFC East team is most likely to be a complete bust. What AFC East team? Yeah. I, I could just see the Dolphins kind of their, their, their star fading out and yeah. being like, oh, well, at least we had that one time where we were kind of fun and good. Yeah. But yeah, I would say them. I would I would as well. Just because just the, the, I mean, two is fragile. I mean, mm-hmm. that guy, it, it, I mean, it goes back to his days at Alabama. He's just a little guy, takes too many shots. Um, uh, yeah, I could see that. I'm still hoping we get TB12 down there in t- Miami. Oh, wow. Couldn't you see, like, Tua getting hurt in week three and all of a sudden Been Brady? I'm oh, back out of retirement. Oh, my God. It'd totally be a this league sort of but moment. But the thing is, though, is he would be a horrible – he doesn't have the arm to throw a deep to Tyreek Hill. Yeah. <laughs> like he couldn't – his old bag of bones, he couldn't get That's, it down the field. Make it a little bit more problematic. Uh, it'll be fun to watch. NFL, luckily, we're only, what, five months away? Jeez, um, How would you feel – there, there was one more draft scuttlebutt thing that happened yesterday, and that is the Vikings being the mystery team trading up. Would you be very mad if Will Levis was going up against your Packers? What team? The Vikings? Yes. I mentioned that. Um, would that? I mentioned that. I don't think it's going to happen. It'd be Yes, it would be the one team that I would not root for Okay, him. okay. I would root for his not his, – his team, I would want to just lose every game. Say, are they your least favorite team? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the Vikings stay. Because the Bears – they, some would say their biggest rival, but you treat them like John Calipari treats Louisville. Yeah, you know? and and if the Bears ever completely and totally own the Packers, maybe I'll have a change of heart. Not that the Vikings ever have, but they've been a more thorn in our side than the Bears certainly have, and they're just annoying. They're just annoying. They're stupid little third down horn. Did you see that Louisville's got flights to Minneapolis now? St. Paul, Ooh. Twin Cities? I think it's like a very specific time and day where you can book that, but that's good. I'm always a fan when you can go to different places, leaving well, out of Louisville. Louisville Airport on the up and up. I yeah, would no, just, it I would seem just... like over the last decade they have more, although sometimes those will fade out and they just don't obviously publicize like when those no longer happen. But mm-hmm. over the last several years, L.A., Boston. Vegas. Vegas has always been there. Charleston's yeah. a big one. I think New, New Orleans, Orleans I think yeah, is relatively new. I think Charleston is relatively new. And then now you add Minneapolis to the fold. Not bad, not bad. What if the Boston one was a big deal? Hey, hey, besides Trevor going from for the Super Bowl, have you ever known somebody to just say, I'm yeah, I'm going to Minneapolis? <laughs> no, I don't. I've not. I the only person I know is our friend Jack Pilgrim because he has family in 
in Minnesota. Greater Minnesota. I could see myself being like, hey, if I can, if it's easy to go catch the Packers in Minnesota, that's not something I've never done before. I may as well try it out. Check out the Mall of America. Yeah, I would like to do that. I would like to see the Mall of America. I hear Minnesota's a good place to vacation. I wouldn't go to Minnesota even if I had family there. Whoa, they're coming to me. How's wow, that, how's that? Just I'm not going. Why? Well, yeah. I, I, Land of a thousand lakes. They got lots of lakes. Yeah. Yeah, in the summertime, I'm sure it might be great. I hear the bugs are kind of bad though. In Minnesota, the bugs are bad. Yeah. Oh, well, you sucks. think it wouldn't be, but yeah, like, it's kind of cold. Yeah, but that they have their one time. So like the the two weeks that it's warm enough to really enjoy the lakes up there, the bugs are insufferable. Mm. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, what do you all think? Oh, that's a good way to start the text line. Why do you all think KSR is very against Bradshaw playing the four? They mention it every day. You'd have to ask them. Yeah, I'm very pro it. But as a show that knows ball, Bradshaw at the four will be fine. I don't, I, 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 here's my actual analysis on it. I think it'll work. There you go. No, I think it'll work just because of his ability to be able to shoot. Now, I, how will he be able to fend some other smaller, quicker floor, fours that can put it on the floor and, and go by him? We'll have to see it. We'll, we'll have to see it. I that's don't think a, it's a guarantee that it is going to be successful. I think anybody that's saying they 100% know that he's going to be able to defend college fours, I think they're lying to you. Imagine... Just imagine, and I know the game has even kind of gone away from this type of player. But imagine if Terrence Jones and Aaron, and you have a freshman Bradshaw guarding him. Let's say that 2012 team is taking on this UK team, and Bradshaw's having to guard Terrence Jones. That wouldn't be good, probably for Bradshaw. I, I think Jones would go right into him and be able to, even with Bradshaw's length, be able to probably be patient, either get him in foul trouble or score. Now, most teams don't have a Terrence Jones from 2012. You may have somebody that's 6'6 and can put it on the floor and just kind of put him in a spin cycle. There are going to be some serious questions about how he's going to be able to defend. And any radio show mentioning that stuff, I think, is totally fair. And we won't really know until we know. That being said, offensively, UK can fly with that dude playing the four. As a rim runner, as a shooter, in pick-and-pop situations, people are going to have to worry about guarding him as well. I think the the, the recipe will just be be physical Get in his face. Don't let him get comfortable catching and shooting. But he's able to shoot over everybody. So it's going to be really fun offensively. Big time question marks defensively. But it's going to happen. So everybody get on board with it. And I, for one, will get excited about it. Because that's going to be really, really fun and tough. If you have if you have Hunter Dickinson and Bradshaw as your four and five, how do you guard that team? Yeah, that's it. See, and you can't zone them. You definitely can't zone them. And then, all right, you're going to go man to man with Dillingham and Wagner. Okie dokie. Good luck. I I think the the crux of it, it's less offensive for me and more just defensive. Just because I, yeah. you know, you don't. I think it's fair. Because really, the and it's with the the rare, it's when teams do play small, um, like when you had Jordan Wright playing the four-ish last year, right? And he was taking guys off the dribble. Uh, but on the flip side, you got all this length and rim protection, seemingly, with those guys back. So I, I could see a path for it working out defensively, but that's where the biggest question marks are for me. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, Alex from Colga here. Hey, Alex. If Will Levis really goes number one overall Thursday, then Scangarello 
They said they didn't they didn't say that they spelled it differently. Should never be allowed to coach again. It's not one hundred percent on him, but he wasted an absolute talent, the most valuable position on the field, and I'll never forgive him for that. There's one word that Orlovsky used a lot when describing Levis was it took the ball out of his hands a lot. And you don't realize that, but kinda did. Especially that, that Tennessee game. That game plan was the worst game plan I've ever I think, I don't know, there were some confusing things about Scangarello, and I think there were some red flags when talking about the complexity of the offense. I don't think complexity is a word you want to use in defensive and offensive coaching schemes with college kids. It's just That's a word I want to avoid hearing. And it was used a lot with him. The offensive line was really bad, though. I do wonder how much of him was just like, oh, man, here I've heard so much about the big blue wall, and when I was sold this job, one thing I thought I could kind of hang my hat on was having a good offensive line and throw all that out the window because this line stinks. And at times last season, they did stink. So I he he wasn't the right fit, and it was not the season that we were looking for. But I, I think I'm willing to give him a little bit more benefit of the doubt with how the cards were dealt than others were. But I'm just glad that you got I mean, Cohen back, and I think we all feel much better about the direction of where things are going. I make fun of Marcus Hatterfield so much. And that guy put like 60 on that Tennessee defense just by throwing over the top of him. Yeah. You think Spencer Rattler's better than Will Levis? No. They, they, there's a horrible game plan. Some, there, were, there was some definite coaching malpractice last year. You're exactly right. Um, which, speaking of coaching malpractice, I don't know if that's the right word, but um, if you, we always say uh, athletic, great subscription uh, whenever Kyle Tucker comes on. Uh, David Ubin had a great story. He talked to some of the people that Coach Prime got rid of from Colorado. This the the this opening line is just incredible. Uh, Travis Gray, the son of a 1990 national champion at Colorado, offensive lineman, just spent his first year with the Buffs. He was eating lunch at Olive Garden on a Sunday, and he didn't expect to get a. Didn't expect to have a meeting until Monday. He gets a call from his offensive line coach. Says, yep, the meeting's been moved up. Need you here in 30 minutes. So he sees the offensive line coach in the hallway. And he says, uh, hey, buddy, you're going to get cut today. I'm sorry to tell you this. I didn't want you to hear it from Coach Prime. I wanted you to hear it from my mouth. I didn't want to cut you, but we had to cut five offensive linemen, and you were the last one. Uh, and then he said he was like, oh, God. He saw the mean mug on his face, and he told me, you're six foot eight, 320 pounds. I know in my heart of hearts. School is going to pick you up in the portal when you enter. Make your weaknesses, your strengths, and keep progressing. I hope you have a great future. It just won't be here at the University of Colorado. And uh, that was it. Gray was moving on to figure out what's next for him in the transfer portal. That wasn't the guy who they wouldn't give him the practice film on, right? That was a different guy. That was the tight end. Yeah, which that is... Like, come on. See, going back to Tyler's tweet that we brought up on the show yesterday about how he thinks it's going to be a disaster in Boulder with with Prime, that's one way to make it happen sooner is to get the word out there that you're not treating your players, your departing players properly. And that that will make it very easy to recruit negatively against you. Now, I do think there is just a little bit of this is just a total locker room change out. You're you're doing the old switch out. You're getting all over these old players gone. You're going to bring in a ton of new players. I don't think it's going to work in year one. 
The question is, what will what will the roster situation look like in a year? Will he still be having 20, 30 players leaving, going, and trying to replace all those people? That will be the big question, because it, it's not sustainable to do this every year. To do it once, we'll see. I don't think it's going to be good for year one. I think you're going to probably be a pretty bad football team, would be my guess. But if you can Ooh. just get new guys in and say, all right, now we've got the new foundation, and we'll we'll have our natural departures. We'll have a couple guys leave, obviously. We'll always be bringing some people in, but at least we'll have a new foundation. But if, if, if it's anything similar like this next year, then good night. It ain't gonna happen. So let's play. Uh, let's play our trivia game on Wednesday. Scoots, <laughs> how many Colorado Buffaloes have entered the transfer portal this offseason? Twenty nine and a half. I think it isn't like sixty. What? Fifty something something in that ballpark. Final final answer, TJ. Final answer. I go sixty. 51! Holy uh, smoke! No crazy. other program has lost more than twenty nine players. That's unbelievable. But even like 29 players is a ton. Just imagine that. 29 dudes in the building that were all using the weight equipment that were in the locker room and then just snap your finger and they're gone and they need to be replaced with 29 new guys. And then that's a ton. That is a ton of people to have in an athletic program switch out. They brought in 29 transfers. Imagine 51. I mean, that's two-thirds of a team, 85 scholarships. It's, it's, It's so many. Just imagine, now, being a, imagine being one of the players that is back and just being like, I don't, I will never have enough time to learn fifty percent of your all's names. <laughs> like, there's not enough time in the day to be able to learn all these new names. Imagine the, the coaches. The so from a practical <laughs> standpoint, like we, uh, as we kind of said earlier in the week, we knew that there was going to be massive turnover. But just thinking about, like you said, TJ, the. How, with so much turnover, it's so hard to. I, I guess at least the the upside is is the coach prime guys. They're gonna. I, I man, I'm so hard just trying to, for me to think out loud what the culture of that program is gonna be like because you know the guys that stuck around. There's gonna be some animosity towards the new guys, and they're gonna be jockeying for favor, right? Because a lot of the new guys that uh, Dion brought in, they're gonna be Dion guys. He's gonna play favorites. That's how it works. That locker room is just going to be, whew. Oh, I hope he's got the documentary camera crews following this year. He had him at Jackson State. I wonder if they're going to bring him to Power 5 because that's going to be a fascinating dynamic It'd to watch It would be really unfold. fun to watch if they actually did and it was kind of a real cut of how things were. Right, right. I'd be, I'd be all for that. Let's take our last break. We'll come back. We'll read more text on the Thornton's text line. There's other good ones I'm excited to bring up and talk about. We let's see. I don't think there's anything new with Hunter Dickinson. Maybe one little small thing that we'll bring up just regarding that because people are looking for updates there. So we'll do that. Don't go anywhere. One final segment of Kentucky Roll Call rolls along after this on Big Up Sports Radio. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. You lollygag the ball around the empty. You lollygag your way down to first. You lollygag in and out of the dugout. Do you know what that makes you, Larry? Lollygaggers. Lollygaggers. 
Perhaps you were wondering where that clip was from? Yeah. Bull Durham. <clears throat> Bull Durham. And I know there's going to be some folks very mad at me when they hear me say that I have never watched Bull Durham. It came out like four years before you were born. Makes yeah. two of us, Roush. Yeah. But I hear it's a great sports movie. I don't think I've ever watched it as an adult. I should go back and watch it, but I just remember TVs, parents, movies. It was on. It used to be on TV a lot, I think. Trevor may know that better. Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. We're going to get the replay of the show from 9 to 11 today, Scoots? We are, yes. I got, I got some texts and tweets about that. Yeah, last two days we did not. They weren't crazy. They were like, who are these goobers? <laughs> these aren't the idiots in the morning. <laughs> text into the Thornton text line 502-414-1450. You know what is makes you not an idiot, TJ? Going to Salsaritas. <laughs> oh. Because it's simply the best. Mm-hmm. I hope they got Salsaritas in Kansas City. That's why Scoots doesn't seek out barbecue. He seeks out Salsaritas. Because oh, yeah. The freshest ingredients, the spiciest, tastiest salsas, they've got it all. Salsa's so good, it's in their name. Whether you like your Mexican in a burrito, in a quesadilla, a taco, a taco salad, burrito bowl. They got it all at either one of their two locations, one in St. Matthews, one in Middletown. That one's got a drive-thru. And Salsaritas Catering, folks, you got your derby party coming up. Just make it easy. Let Salsaritas take care of it. Order it now on the app, and you're going to get a ton of money off. Absolutely. And you're going to get delicious food. Brought right to your door, or we'll be ready for one of their two locations, Middletown or St. Matthews, waiting inside for you to pick it up and take it back to a bunch of hungry bellies. Text on in. We love Salsaritas. You do also when you when you save money with the app or just anytime. Text on the Thornton's text line 502414-1450 says. Alex from Coca here. Now we read that one. Yeah, well, we did. We did? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, we maybe not, didn't finish it. Yeah, we, no, we did. Yeah. Joke's on you, Roush. High noons don't have sugar. Eh. Joke's on me. Still <laughs> messes with my belly. All the sweetness. Just give me the cold burr. Cold burr. Salt Lake Brian here. If you have the Aurora Borealis, skied up with some folks to see it. That's pretty cool. Salt, Salt Lake, Lake City Brian, is that in, are you in Utah seeing that? Where is that? Is that from Salt Lake? And secondly, not, uh, this is the the Northern Lights, the interesting thing about it. Does any picture not look like it's a Photoshopped or touched up picture? Seriously. And that's the thing. That's probably why it's so beautiful and so cool. But Salt Lake City, Brian, did you touch this picture up, or is this like straight from your phone? You turned it over sideways, and that's what you saw. Because I've got to go see the Northern Lights. That's the coolest thing. There in the was world. a uh, very jelly, very very I, jelly. I think this was the nature documentary I watched on Apple that had it. But they had somebody ski out to like they did a time lapse of it, and it's uh-huh. just like, how is this? I don't know. Is, of course you believe aliens are real because that's what it looks like. They're they're in their spaceships coming to visit us. Also, how are you skiing up? You that's you can see the ski lift there. Maybe took the ski lift. But also some people do hike like you hike and you carry your skis and you hike mm. up. Could have done that. Huge pain in the butt, but people do do it to it's get some gnarly, gnarly runs. Skiing too, where it's like kind oh, of yeah. rolling hills mm-hmm. and they they ski up. Yeah, and that they when they yeah, that's a little different though. They're not skiing up necessarily mountains, but yeah, when they over go, hills. when they go like up over hills, oh my gosh, it looks so painful. Oh man, yeah, they look I... like ducks, <laughs> but their legs are out at like very wide angles. It's horrible. 
Kentucky baseball being shut up by Louisville is the epitome of Nick Mingione's career at UK. What a complete and utter disappointment. Total uh, disappointment last night. Just had a friend uh, remind me that all four pitchers that shut out Kentucky were from the state of Kentucky. And also, just U of L had been stinking lately, too. That was a yeah. get right game for them, unfortunately, especially from the offensive end. Uh, and you. You know, if you did lose one nothing or you did lose two nothing, that's one thing. It was a closer game probably than the score indicated, but you just let the flood dam break in the the last two innings and you got blown wow. out. It was an embarrassing night for UK baseball. Good news is though is that, and this may not be shocking to most, but the good news is for a lot of baseball, the UK UL game has not dictated UK's postseason success or lack thereof. Roush, right? We we end up controlling our own destiny regardless of this game. Yes. Uh, the unfortunate part of that is just that there's been zero postseason success. It's so also it actually just hasn't had any sort of indication one way or another. Big optics thing. <laughs> it's just a huge optics thing. Just don't. Oh, don't screw the pooch. Roush, are you concerned about the our depth at offensive line? The USC edition was huge, but we just have to hold our breath all season for healthiness. So here's a, a positive spin about the USC edition that I think is unique to Cortland Ford. He has experience at left tackle. There for a while it was if Marcus Cox gets hurt gets hurt, you're just you're done. You're done, dead in the water. At least now you have the option of moving him to left. You're, you're right back to the Buford Flax problem at right tackle. Um, whereas, like, maybe you trust them as a pinch in a backup, but if you've got to play a lot of games with those two, then that's where you might get a little worried. But, but you at least feel good about four positions, right? And you have some uh, depth in the interior. So, y- yes, uh, a little concerned, but, like... You know, there's there's always going to be a few positions where you're just a little light in the britches. And uh, the one I'm more concerned about is linebacker because I like Kentucky starters, but outside of that, yeah, and and those guys, it's not just unique to DeAndre Square and Jacquez Jones for being a little bit smaller. Like that position just gets hurt. Cash Daniel missed games. Courtney Love they missed some games. Like it just that happens at, at those positions. Yeah, that uh, I was looking more. U of L fans very excited about some of their recent additions in football. Get that linebacker from Oregon. I'm not sure if you have any take on that or not. And then this isn't a recent addition for U of L, but they're thinking that it's going to be offensive tackle Eric Miller from Purdue, who was a starter, I think, like 29 out of 30 games that he played up there. He has entered the transfer portal. U of L fans think they're going to get him. Uh, today, Sean Boykins from North Harden is going to announce his decision. And that seems like that's going to be U of L as yeah. well. And that just folks. It's going to be, yeah, you know, I'm like, glad you're bringing this up. We, we got to prepare because the Cardinal birds, they're going to be chirping. All mm-hmm. right. And you just got to, we just got to deal with it a little bit because here's the thing. Kentucky had a monopoly on the state for the longest time when it came to recruiting. They just did. Um, but Sean Boykins, I'm, I'm not trying to discount him as a player. I think he's a, a very fine player. Um, but right now, Kentucky discount him. Discount like him. Kentucky doesn't need receivers right now. They just signed three in the last class, four in the one before that. All really talented guys. They have a lot of lines cast out to other talented receivers. They they're going to be selective. They're going to be patient. The problem is is it's just like Jeff needs. You know, he he's in need of some receivers, and that can be a big win. Um, especially at a school that Kentucky's done so well recruiting. You know, E-Town is, 
that's like probably the one place outside E Town and Bardstown are probably the two places outside of Louisville where there are Louisville fans. You know, like mm-hmm. around the state. So that that's a that's it's very valuable for Jeff Brom at U of L to be able to recruit in that area. It makes perfect sense for him to go in. It doesn't really make sense for Kentucky to go all in at this juncture. So like he's just going to get some. And you know what? It wouldn't be the first time that guys out in the state went to other schools, right? You had some kids from Danville going to West Virginia. Um, it's you know some of them used to go to Purdue when Jeff was at Purdue. You didn't mind it when they were going there because it wasn't Louisville. Mm-hmm. Now it's just Louisville. So like you just have to precondition get you, yourself. Get, get used yes. to it. No, you're you're exactly right about that. It's going to be a good week for U of L athletics. Unfortunately, they're probably going to get a commitment from Mbako, the five star power forward. They it seems like that things we mentioned yesterday that things had gone quiet there. I think it's gone quiet good for U of L. I think any concerns they had had have been solidified and locked up. And then they think they're going to get that UMass transfer, who I don't think is very good at all. But then Rick Patino, what's his name? Luis uh, R J Luis, I think is his name. Rick Patino reached out to him, so U of L fans panicked. But U of L starting to feel better that they may get him. I don't think R J Luis is all that great for what it's worth. I don't think he's a huge difference maker. Mbako is, though. He's a really, really, really good player. If U of L gets him, I still think they're going to stink. They need more guards, and I don't think the answer is going to be R.J. Luis at the guard position. They're still going to need more guards, but that will be a nice addition to their front court, a really talented piece that probably will be a first-round draft pick, potentially. Um, so going to be a good week for UofL. And then they, they had the baseball game yesterday, obviously. They'll probably get a, another football commitment or two. Just get used to it for this week. Hunker down. They'll still have to play us in football, and I think we know how that works. And in basketball. Yeah. <sighs> Texter says uh, on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Rush, yep. can you tell me why people aren't cautious about C.J. Shroud? Because we haven't seen an Ohio State quarterback succeed in the league. Also, should it be the same for Hendon Hooker? Oh, you haven't been locked in. People are very cautious about C.J. Shroud. He's probably going to be the biggest dropper in the draft. Um, some of it is because it, it's not all because he failed this cognitive test, but that paired with, dude, you got to throw to Marvin Harrison Jr., Jackson Smith, and Najigba, uh, the the guy Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. Like you had a bunch of star NFL receivers to throw to. Like, yeah, of course you're going to look pretty good. Um, they'll they'll discount him some. Um, I'd say Justin Fields is 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 on his way to being pretty darn good as well. Uh, the thing with Hendon Hooker, it's less about where. Like for me, it's just he was in a, a system that didn't require to read defenses very much. He just had to like read option routes, uh, if that makes sense. He also is like 26, and he's coming off an ACL injury. Like there's just a lot of red flags there. However, if you're Thinking like, okay, we're we're later in the first round, early second. Um, might need a quarterback. Like if you're in one of those teams where you've got a quarterback on the last year of his deal, might not be the worst pick in, in Hendon Hooker. The one the one I'm I'm curious about that's later in the rounds is Jake Hayner. I, I feel like he could be a Brock Purdy type, right? Mm-hmm. Where maybe not Mr. Irrelevant, but he'll go really late and he could end up coming in and playing a lot of Getting some quality starts on Sundays. 
A texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, says, I think it's also important to note that smoked meat and barbecue are two different things. That is true, technically. Smoked meat can be done on a large smoker, a big green egg type cooker, or even electric smoker. Barbecue is meat cooked over an open flame, wood on fire. I love barbecue, but I'm quicker to shy away from smoked meat because it can become overvaring with smoke flavor so quickly. Man, I'm not that picky. <laughs> it's a lot of semantics too it, it is it, it kind of is technically an open flame versus like f- smoke coming out of the open flame over there yeah <laughs> i just like food that tastes good both of the things you describe generally taste good if cooked properly and is good quality meat so i'm all for and i'm not picky rush said something uh scoots's point too the sides love good potatoes mm. And Roush is about ready to pick out cheese. on all this stuff as he gets a jump start on his Kansas City road trip. Uh, Stephen Peak riding with you all? Stephen Peak and uh, Adam Luckett. You all gonna have, like do any fun videos in the car? Is, Ste- is Stephen Peak gonna like do like make a road trip video? I think we're gonna make a road trip video. I don't know if it's if how much is gonna be in the car, but like videos of us eating barbecue or like you know doing whatever fan experience stuff. I mean, yeah, he's a video guy. Yeah. So what are you, what are your what are you are you are you planning on like reading a book? Are you all gonna listen to music, listen to radio so, shows, chit chat? I have some chit-chat? I have some NFL draft uh, interviews to help us get so far. But then after that, I, like I've got Sirius XM. Okay, you know that yeah. that can help pass some time. Are you driving? Yes. Oh boy, I I did not vacuum out the car though. Uh, they fuck it. Yeah, he won't care. Yeah, I don't know about Peak, but he's been in the studio time or two. So he, he, yeah, 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 gets yeah. it. All right, well, safe travels. Gentlemen. Look forward to the content. Yep, uh, and I'll have uh, my microphone with me to radio there. Yeah, so it'll we'll, be a little we'll probably be feeling rough yeah, on Friday morning. I, I, that's that's understandable. We can chat about that. Safe travels. Keep your eyes on the road. Oh, no. See you later. We'll finish up the Thornton's text line here with a John text. Good morning to all. Wow, another crazy game in the NBA playoffs. The Hawks and Celtics were downright entertaining. I ha- Oh, that was an awesome game. It was, just yeah. Didn't talk. Like I, I had turned it off. Thinking it was over, mm-hmm. gotten up to like bed to get ready for the bedtime routine. Looked at my phone and it was, I think, a six-point Celtics lead. And I was like, "Well, may as well turn it on if if it's interesting." Could not believe the way that unfolded. John, you're right; that was an entertaining game. I have to say, the NBA playoffs have been delivering this year. Gosh darn, that did suck for the Batcats, and I hope and believe they'll get it swinging back in the right direction. Hey, do you prefer a movie at home or in the theaters? I'm a theater guy, no matter what type of movie. We'll got to go talk to you later. Oh, home for sure, John. John, it depends on the movie. If it's one I'm really excited about, then theaters. If it's one that's just like, eh, I bet this could be good, could not be good, then home. I like to do the theater for, like, the to-dos, with few exceptions, obviously. Sometimes it's just like, eh, it's in the theaters, let's go check it out. You just can do a lot more things at home watching a movie than you can in the theaters. Mm -hmm. Which is what it comes down to for me. I've got got somebody I know that has this movie theater concept. Mm -hmm. Very cool idea. Can't get into it. Don't want people to steal it, of course, but pretty cool idea. A texter sends in, sends in their bourbon and UK collection. Just getting called out this early doesn't sit right with me, LOL. <laughs> hey, I'm saying I like the UK collection stuff you've got there. Well, and at least uh, there's only five or six bottles that I can see that are unopened. The rest are opened. So. That's true. Most of them do look, look like open bottles. I was just hating on the people that have... Full bottles. Texture, it's a cool setup. Don't let the haters get to you. I just wouldn't collect bourbon myself, but I did say I understand people that do it. Just like collecting anything else for the most part. Except this one is different because you can't drink it. So I guess it's not like anything else. 
Watched the documentary Neat and like a month later had 25 to 30 bottles. Wow, <laughs> is that addicting, huh? I had another appraiser reach out and be like, I think people don't want you to take pictures sometimes of that stuff because they're scared you may post it as like, look what I saw today, mm. which we would never do. Right. Like, which we would just never, ever do. A text that would be incredibly weird. I uh, can't read that one. A texter <laughs> says, 99% sure smoking a bone is a crack reference, not cigarettes, LOL. Ooh. That was Roush who said that for Bad luck. Back so. to his college days. Mm-hmm. He got the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> Did I just see him walking out there? <laughs> Scoots, did you find it funny or interesting he's got to get a 10-minute jump on a 8-hour right. drive? Unbelievable. It's not 8 hours. Isn't it only like 4? No, it's 8. No, it's 8. It's 8 hours from here Kansas to Kansas City's City? You think only 4 hours from here? Well, I know St. Louis is, but I don't know how far St. Louis is from Kansas City. It's apparently, four, it's apparently four, 4 hours. about 4 each. Yeah. Uh, I think Kansas City may be a little closer. I don't think it's four hours from St. Louis to Kansas City. It may it may be closer to like seven or six-ish, but pretty sure it's four and four. Um, Man. Th- those ten minutes, though. Yeah, they're <laughs> crucial. We love you, Rouse. <laughs> Robert, Nick, my brother in Christ, the Texans are not going to trade for, with either in-division rival to jump them and allow them to draft a potential franchise-altering QB. Stop it. This has 0% chance of happening. What next? You say the Packers and Vikings were in, negotiation, in negotiations to trade Aaron Rodgers? Come on, man. Was Roush suggesting that there would be interdivision trades? I don't. I don't recall that. What I've talked about is just how you do have the Texans. You've had Will Levis mentioned with the Texans, the Colts, and the Titans. All three are in the same division. On the one hand, it could be who's going to pull the trigger first and who wants them. On the other hand, it could also just be some gamesmanship of, hey, we really like let it leak that the that the Texans really like Will Levis, and that could make the Colts and the Titans a bit nervous. Or there there could be a lot of just misinformation intentionally spewed out there but if robert if he said that yeah he's he's a goober (laughs) i appreciate your honest takes on will he reminds me of blake bortles great size and strength willing but not a great runner my two cents is his career will come down to making reads faster he'll have a better career than blake bortles blake bortles went to a conference championship game (laughs) still don't know how that happened people forget that could be i've seen a lot of comparisons for will levis from all over the place. I think the texture does sum it up. Just Will he be able to make reads fast enough in the NFL? Will he be able to appropriately read NFL defenses? Everything else he's got, no questions really about. He's got the strength. I think he's got the durability, although he is coming off a season where he got hurt, but he showed a lot of toughness in that season, I think, for the most part. I mean, isn't that something that all quarterbacks coming into the league will struggle with, though, initially? Making reads and making faster yeah, reads and just learning the speed of the NFL. Correct. Initially, sure. And then the great ones figure it out in time, and then the ones that don't make it long don't. Mm-hmm. So I think that, so you're right that it is kind of, uh, that's the case for mo- most quarterbacks. But I also agree with the texter that that's, that's what it will come down to for Lovis. Will he be able to make the reads? I think, I think he can make all the throws. Will you be able to do it fast enough, right. smart enough on the money? The difference between being a great quarterback and just an average one. Time is indeed nonlinear. TJ answered Nick Levis' question, the Vikings, before the question was even asked. That's because Roush was, wasn't listening. He was not. He was not <laughs> listening at all during that little stretch. That does happen in radio. happens to me also. Sometimes you're, well, you're focused on the next thing you're saying or you're pulling up an article or stat or something. 
and you're not really totally locked in on what your your partner's saying. Trevor doesn't have those built-in excuses, though, because he does it every other sentence. <laughs> Coach Prime had a meeting with the Colorado players when he got there and told them, I'm bringing my own baggage in here, and it's Louis Vuitton. A lot of you all won't be here next year. He did say all that. This, this, is, not totally, this is not a surprise to him. This is what they anticipated. That's I just wonder a... like, why you'd want to go through a spring, though, with all these players that you know you're not coaching. And not all 51 of them left after the spring game, but it's been, I think, like 25, See, give or take, you know, five. Here for the players, it's it's two different mindsets you can have. You can hear him say that when he comes in and be like, oh, my gosh, what an ass. I'm out. See ya. I don't want to play for this guy. Or you can use that as motivation, like, oh, you don't think I'm going to be here? I'll show you. Well, I think some people did use it as motivation, and they yeah. still end up getting cut anyways. He did mention that this was going to happen and that this would be a possibility. I just don't know what coaching staff would want to spend all the time, energy, and effort coaching all these dudes in spring, knowing damn well that half of them, a good chunk of them, weren't going to to be – like it was just wasted. It was just wasted time coaching them throughout the spring. But they'll get a whole new crop in. A texter says, make sure we wish Big Bacon a happy birthday. I was going to end the show with it, but the texter brings it up here first. Trevor, the birthday be- bacon. It is his big day today. Uh, we've got some, I'll, I'll mention some stuff on him here. Oh, we're at nearly the end of the text line anyways. You guys should host a political debate on your show and then tell people not to text in about politics. It's the only logical thing to do. If we have a political debate on this show, I will not be producing that day. I will. I will it, find other arrangements. I did see that. Joe Biden and Trump have both, it's been floated out there that neither one may do primary debates, which for the sitting president isn't totally uncommon that they don't do debates with like it's that, that is kind of more of the norm there, but for Trump not to do them against DeSantis would be, would, would be wild stuff. What would be even wilder though, is to have the Republican primary debate hosted by like a democratic senator and they do the debate that would be wild stuff i wonder if that will happen as long as it's not that freaking boring guy with the repo who's the boring guy i wonder what's who you're the, talking about. the he's the news guy that always he was he was doing the b- debates last year with trump and biden yeah I, you know who i'm talking about chris wallace yeah chris wallace as long as it's not him i'm good his voice oh not a chris wallace guy. no uh, Texter says KC is seven hours away. Yeah, I thought it was four and four, but it may be the one from St. Louis to to Kansas City is a little bit closer. Uh, anyways, yeah, seven hours, eight hours. Safe travels to the KSR boys, Nick Roush, Adam Luckett, Stephen Peak, as they make their journey to the NFL draft. They're going to have a lot of fun. And I am curious how Roush is going to wake up at 6 a.m. and do radio. <laughs> he mentioned it that Friday. Oh, it is central time. I forgot oh, yeah, about central that. central time. Oh, both, that both days, I, if, we get, if you all get two hours of Roush to end this week, both days. Both days combined or both days separate? Four hours combined, okay. two hours separate. I'd be surprised. I'd be a little surprised. I'd, I'd almost be surprised if we got two hours total the next two days i don't yeah i think that's probably accurate (laughs) all right let's uh we got nba games tonight last night by the way that that was an awesome finish that freaking shot trey young took how stupid was that it was exciting he pulled up and i was like what an idiot oh my gosh good game in the nuggets timberwolves but the nuggets close out the timberwolves win that series four to one and similar in the suns clippers suns close out the clippers 
and will advance. You got the Knicks and Cavs tonight, Lakers, Grizzlies tonight, Heat, Bucks tonight, and Warriors and Kings. Four? It's a four. Nice. You got the NFL draft tomorrow. So. Oh, that's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So no NBA tomorrow? It's Celtics Hawks, but if they hadn't, if that game hadn't happened. Yeah. Did you hear what happened to them? They had a uh, Janet Jackson concert booked for tomorrow night. Oh, no. <laughs> so she's been moved to Friday now because the Hawks didn't think they'd be playing that game. Only problem is, is they have a Taylor Swift concert booked for Friday. Well, that is a problem. So you're going to get Janet Jackson and Taylor Swift, potentially. I mean, you can't do that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Well, way to go, Trey Young. You ruined everything. Hope you're happy, <laughs> buddy. You just missed that shot. Say text in on the Thornton's text line. He says, Scooch, can you ask Nick for me? Is Stephen P- is Stephen Pika Jr., like, is he a wine? Say, learn how to type. I don't know what that means. Nobody knows what it means. It's not English. It's nonsensical. <laughs> I like the Cavs, the Grizzlies, the Bucks, and the Warriors tonight, for what it's worth. Give me the Knicks. Everything else I'm I may it. like the Knicks and the points, but I think the Cavs probably get a narrow win at home, take that series back is my guess. But I, I don't know. The Knicks did look a lot better in that game. Yeah. All right, well, as we mentioned earlier, it is the big guys. Is he named after his dad? Yeah, you could just say Stephen Pika Jr. for me. <laughs> I don't know what the wine Happy brenner. birthday to Trevor. How old do you think he is? Is this 40, the big 40? 40? No, he's past He's in his he's 40s. Well past 40. 44 maybe? 45? Yeah, I want to say it's like 43 or 44. I think well, uh, 43. Final answer, Bob. Say says 43. So you're correct. Hey, oh. Happy birthday to him. Hope he has a great day. Doesn't work too hard. That guy, he needs a break every once in a while. And hopefully <laughs> on his birthday, he's going to be able to relax a little bit. Enjoy the games tonight. We'll be back. More draft coverage tomorrow. Oh, by the way, the 100 Dickinson tidbit. It, it seemed like the visit went well. Shocking. Shocking. But I, I've got actually more on this tomorrow. We didn't have enough time today anyway. So more just kind of conspiracy Hunter Dickinson talk tomorrow. You're not going to want to miss it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, oh, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. We'll see you on Thursday. We can't wait for June. We'll all be gone for the summer. We're on safari to stay. Tell the teacher we're serving. Serving USA.